What is up, Daddy Gang? It is your founding father, Alex Cooper, with Call Her Daddy. Fletcher. Hi. Hi. Welcome to Call Her Daddy. I'm so excited to be here. I'm so happy to have you here. I hate when podcasts do this where it's like, we were just talking offline, but we just started. We sat down and you were like, it's so weird to see the studio. No, I know. Because I've been watching so many of, you know, like been listening to you for so long. And then I just, the room, I thought it's it's more cozy and like closer than I thought it was. It looks really spaced out, but it has it, it totally captures the vibe of like what I've been watching and listening to so I'm happy you're clarifying because I feel like I always watch shit online I'm like is that a house is that a set is no that I know like- I've been wondering like where is this yeah. is this a set that we're going this to is technically the master bedroom and we just turned it into the set and I'm just at the dad pad you're at the dad like, pad the- daddy gang I hope you feel like you're here too now that Fletcher's <laughs> like let me give you the inside tea it's not as big the shit sucks no 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 no, no. it feels like it, it's cozy. cozy like it's cozier cozy. it looks like really spaced could, out like, and like hands. yeah like Almost. if we wanted to like so sure close so, so close yet so far you guys <laughs> Okay, so Fletcher, you are a musician. I remember the first time I saw one of your songs on TikTok and I was like, who the fuck is this? Can you tell me just like a little bit about like this rise? Like I feel like all of a sudden you've just been popping the fuck off. You are thriving in your music career. What has been going on? Uh, yeah, it's been a bit of a wild journey. I mean, I've been I've been putting music out for a bit, but my debut album, Girl of My Dreams, just came out like two weeks ago. And my music is like very like if you were to open a diary and just kind of read what it was, like that just becomes my lyrics. And so there's this very like unhinged, chaotic, just like emotionally um, telling like quality I think that exists in like what I talk about and what I'm interested in and relationships and like all the weird shit that like comes with that talk to me about why you chose your stage name to be your last name and Mm -hmm. Carrie is your first name and like what is the difference between the two is there a difference there definitely is quite a separation I think between Carrie and Fletcher um um, Carrie's like kind of a fucking grandma like I sort of live under a rock not that cool like and then Fletcher is this like bad bitch energy that I step into when I go on stage that has this like really like don't fuck with me like I am just I it's like an alter ego in a sense like Fletcher is very like main character energy and then Carrie's behind the scene like keeping us grounded and being like are we sure we want to say that like mm, let's maybe not go there a little bit of imposter syndrome um really like just nervous anxious and so there's this like there's this balance that um that exists but yeah like having like my artist project and Fletcher has just I don't know allowed me to like step into this energy in my life that I've just really been trying to cultivate of of um just like liberation and freedom and like genuinely knowing and believing that life is too short to give any fucks about what people think about you and like how you're going to be perceived and I think we all have this inner desire to be liked right we want to show up and we want to be liked and come across as all the things like even today on my way over I'm just like so I was so nervous to, like come on this podcast I fucking like crystals in my pocket Stop. <laughs> do you actually crystals yeah, I do. I no like, but I'm I've the like same wrote... I want to be I hope you like me like that's yeah that's a, that's I a hope you thing. like me sometimes it just takes a little you getting out of your head and almost like 
fucking faking it, whether it's literally an alter ego or you leaning into a different side of yourself that you're like, oh, now I feel comfortable. Do whatever the fuck makes you happy. Even if you don't believe it at first and you're like, I, everybody's looking at me. Everybody wants to talk to me. I am magnetic. Right? Yes. Like if you just... I have even crystals if you, in my pants. I have fucking crystals in my pants, you guys. I've got rose quartz stabbing me in the asshole as we speak. Oh my God. Um, but like over time, it actually becomes true. It sometimes can feel corny and I like appreciate what you're saying because it's not. It's literally like, well, why wouldn't we live our best lives? And I kind of love that. That's like the theme of today's episode is like fake it until you feel it because it's your fucking life. Why? Your best friend's the main character in your fucking life? No. That's you. sad. <laughs> This episode is presented by Sparkling Ice. Turn up summer with Sparkling Ice. They have over 17 anything but subtle flavors, all made with zero sugar and packed with vitamins and antioxidants, iced tea and lemonade, strawberry watermelon, tropical punch, peach nectarine. Yum. Crank up the flavor. Sparkling Ice. Anything but subtle. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Some things work so well. It's basically magic. Like my favorite highlighters that I'm like, wow, how did you all of a sudden make me look glowing? And you know what else really works, Dottie Gang? Shopify. It is a global commerce platform that helps you sell. I've seen a big difference in my online merch sales. They are especially good at turning browsers into buyers. I can see someone that's been on the site but didn't check out or someone that checked out and then is revisiting the site. Like if you want to grow your business, Daddy Gang, sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash unwell, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash unwell. Let's talk about Becky So Hot because it's, first of all, it's so fucking catchy. Talk about the story behind this song. Okay. Oh, it runs so deep. I don't even know where to begin. But the inspiration behind this specific song, Becky So Hot, is I was in the studio and I was writing a different song at the time. But I started scrolling Instagram and I was creeping on my ex's new girlfriend. Obviously. Like, we got to, you got to. You got to suss out the vibe. Absolutely. You got to see what's going on. Yeah. Don't lie, everyone. You've done it. We've do- you've we do it done time. it. You've done it. My mistake, I'm scrolling. I'm like creeping around. She posts a picture wearing an old vintage t-shirt of my ex's. And it's one that I've worn in the past as well. And I was like, oof, that stings. And then I look, I'm like looking at the picture. I'm like, she's so hot. Like she's literally so hot. And then I accidentally liked the picture on Instagram. And I did one of those, like I threw my phone across the room and I was like, fuck. But also I was like, you know what? I'm going to own it. I'm not going to, I'm not going to untap it. We're going to leave the like, we're going to commit to the fact that I was creeping. And then I was like, we're writing a song about how hot she looks in this vintage t-shirt. And then that's my song called Becky's so hot. How did your relationship end with that person? Um, there was like a lot of it was like a on and off again situation for for a long time and it was just it was a matter of like I have like I've got attachment 
issues. And I was like, I, I have had a history of like really like losing myself in relationships in the sense that I knew that there was like a point in my like a point in my life where I'm like I need to find myself and like be connected to that person and the person that and I think I've hurt people in my past um and you know I there was there was like peace at the end of that relationship but there was also you know like relationships like breakups can be messy are they still together they are still together yeah they're still together and um it is something that's painful to look and be like, Oh God, I like hope this person's not hotter than me, but it's also my like friend, Kelsey Ballerini talks about this too, but like two things can be true at once. Mm -hmm. Like it can hurt. Right. And it can sting, but then you can also recognize that it's like, I also get why this person moved on. Like we didn't work out like moving on and growth and closing doors, even if it hurts is like a really healthy thing it's an opportunity for a new beginning for someone that I like cared about and loved and then also for me was it healthy though because you just said you had attachment issues so we need to unpack that do you usually leave relationships yes I'm always the one foot in the door one foot out the door why do you think kind of person I have like a really like fearful avoidant like attachment style that I am like really trying to I think I have this fear that like intimacy and closeness equates to losing my freedom Mm. and like my autonomy and um so I have this like real fear of that like being too close to somebody or relying too heavily on someone means that I um I don't know that I like won't that I lose my sense of self I get that. And then when you said you've hurt people, is it because of having the attachment issue? It's come across as like pretty non-committal, you know? Mm-hmm. And it's like, even if I like really, really deeply love and care about somebody, which is true, like mm-hmm. I I feel with like every like ounce of my being to a fault, like, yeah. um, but I, yeah, I've been, I, I think... I've always just been like a really independent person. Mm -hmm. I always think it's interesting when you get out of a relationship, you're always able through time to gain like perspective and you can look back at the relationship, not now with any clouded judgment of still hurt and wounded feelings or whatever it was that you left with. When you look back at that relationship, what is something that you know you want to take into your next relationship that you valued? And then what was something that you were like, I can never deal with that again? Um, I think like I I have a bit of like um I've been a bit of a people pleaser mm-hmm. and I think there's been a like in order to avoid losing someone there's been an element of like I don't want you to go anywhere and so I want you to be happy and so I've like compromised some like personal desires and wants out of fear of like losing connection. Mm -hmm. And so learning to communicate what it is that you want actually in the long run ends up like people end up staying and it becomes their choice. It becomes somebody else's choice to stay or go based off of what you're sharing. And it's like, Hey, this is kind of like what I, this is where I'm at. And you don't have to have the answers. Like, you don't have to know everything. But it's like, this is where I'm at. This is kind of what I want. This is what I'm desiring. Like, is this possible? You know? And I love that because I feel like that's such a huge point of, I mean, even through therapy, I started to talk about it at my show of like, how awful, guys, if we're just like in a fucking relationship because we're 
basically forcing them to be because we're like basically not being ourselves you're doing people pleasing things but you know in your heart you're like I don't want to be doing this but I think it's going to make them stay and it's like why would you want to be with someone that doesn't want to be with you like be yourself and see if they reciprocate and want to stay if not get the fuck out and so I get it's so much easier said than done but you can fall into patterns where you're like working so hard and it's like you're supposed to be able to be your full self and not have to be like making decisions to almost like keep Keep them on a leash so that they and most of the time it's like if you actually chilled they would actually probably want to stay more it's always the opposite right but when you're in that mindset because I've had it too like I've had this also very like attach like anxious Mm -hmm. attachment too where I just am like oh my god I feel someone pulling away Mm -hmm. how do I make sure that they stay right and it's just like people are if people want to go they're going to go if people are going to cheat they're just going to cheat. There's like nothing that you are going to do about it. And I just, you know, I had like a very like really intense, volatile, like first love relationship that just, I saw so much of like wounding and I was like, Oh, that's exactly what I don't want to be. And I feel like there's still a lot of things that I'm unlearning from that dynamic. And I've definitely done, you know, we all, but we also like it's so easy to just be like, yeah, do this and be like this. But I've also done like some petty as fuck shit. Tell us. <laughs> can I say, can I talk about this? Yeah, I'm just talking about this. Of course you can talk about it. It's Call Her Daddy. This is Call Her Daddy. I've actually never talked about this in an interview, but one of the craziest things that I've done is, so I was, <laughs> oh God, I was hooking up with this um, boy in college, okay? That ends, he starts dating somebody else, Okay. I start dating a girl for a long time. She cheats on me with the guy that I was like making out. It wasn't serious. We were just like making out, you know, and she cheats on me with this guy. Okay. So then I, and then, so me and her break up. Right. And so then I fucked his ex-girlfriend. No, no. Like Fletcher, just with the actual mindset of like, I'm going to do this in spite. They were broken up, granted. So you're like, I'm just going for it. Yeah. I was like, cool. You come for my territory. I'll come for yours. How did that make you feel? Like a bad fucking bitch. (laughs) If I was not healthy like, no, guys yeah, no. yeah but as my your therapist friend, I'm like, is like let's go. unpack that no but I I totally get that <laughs> and I think sometimes listen I think the concept of like not like revenge but like fuck you like let's be petty I think sometimes again almost like not taking ourselves too seriously obviously don't put yourself yeah. in a position where you're actually fucking hurting yourself and you're going out of your way to like ruin someone's life but there's moments in life where I actually think it's okay to be petty because sometimes <laughs> we fucking need to do it and yes. you learn from it and you're like you know what would I take that back nope it's it's just about the balance and I feel like if any it's just about the balance that's it if anyone understands that it's you you know like I've just been like following you since the days of just like talking about like chaotic fucking sucking fucking let's talk about abortion all the thing and now it's like here's here's the growth but two things can be true we're still we have to honor the full range of the human experience you're killing it in your career successful beautiful great personality what are some of the insecurity you're, you're like do you want to keep going yeah, like are you flirting with me let- <laughs> <laughs> what are some of your insecurities and what are the insecurities that you bring into a relationship mm, that's such a good question I've had an issue with 
like self-doubt is just so real and like trusting yourself and trusting that you are like enough like even driving over here today I'm like I'm gonna be on call her daddy like there's been so many way more famous people and bigger people on this show and like what am I gonna show up and talk about like what's what's interesting about me or just this imposter syndrome of like do I deserve to be here like sitting on this couch having this conversation and um I think that's just like a really natural like because we live in a society that puts so much pressure on success and like hustle culture and it it you get so swallowed up by this idea of just like where you think you need to be and by what date and what time and like the measurements and the barometers of success that exist for us are just um so damaging yeah, I love that you're saying that because I think that's one of the most relatable feelings of just like self-doubt, not feeling good enough, constantly comparing, looking around because we obviously have social media everywhere it feels like. And it's like you feel all the time, I feel like when I'm looking at social media, like I'm behind, like, oh, I'm I'm not yeah, up to date totally. with something or I don't know how to do something or I'm not like, and it makes you just feel like you're like chasing and it's just like wait why can't we just be like chill where we are and good and self-doubt is such a normal thing and you do deserve to be here yeah you're doing great sweetie you're doing great sweetie I'm just I'm always here for like the real the real conversation I think I read this somewhere you said you're a serial dater and you've just been in constantly in relationships Mm -hmm. what are you like in a relationship (sighs) should we should we call my exes? <laughs> I was going to say, actually, I think there's speed dial. <laughs> call them right now. Because you know? don't you think there's two different answers to how would you describe yourself in a relationship? Yes. And how would your exes describe you in a relationship? Yeah. I'm going to say like my answer is going to be very different from people that I've dated. But Let's I've hear just both of them. I've just been I've been in like pretty um, consistent relationships like my whole life. Mm-hmm. I'm like Carrie in those relationships. Like Fletcher is, you know, reserved grandma? for the stage. I'm gra- I'm kind of a, kind of I'm grandma Fletcher, um, but no, like- yeah, I don't know. That's such a hard I've never answered that. I don't know how I am in relationships. I think it's like the side of me that just I I just have such a desire to like uncover things and like know people on like a deeper level. I'm so intrigued by it and curious and like I think we just live in a world that just never really wants to go there I think that's why I like love you so much too just because you just like you go there with people and it was so funny coming here today I just was like so nervous because I just am like I feel like I'm always the one in interviews that I am just dishing out a lot of information and then I'm like feel like I'm meeting my match today with somebody who's I love it (laughs) how are you in relationship Alex Cooper (laughs) that was not meant for you to flip it on me but um how am I I think in a great way I can now uh, be aware that I have been so different through my we call it like our dating world I guess like when I started in high school I was so focused on making the guys like me and kind of like you talked about that like people pleasing or whatever it is that you are trying to appease someone and it's like do I even like this motherfucker Mm -hmm. (laughs) like he's actually so annoying and disgusting and I don't like him but it's I was doing it for the validation and also for status or whatever it was for to get invited to parties and I didn't even like the guy but I feel like I played that game for a while of not even checking in with myself I wasn't in therapy I was just trying to get validation I was super insecure when I was younger so I once I had like a little glow up I would find guys that would give me 
attention. Yeah. I was obsessed with it. Mm-hmm. It was intoxicating. I never wanted it to stop, but I wasn't actually ever feeling emotionally connected to them because yeah. it was all just surface level for me liking the attention. And then I think once I got in therapy, I started to be like, oh, wow, I've gotten really deep. Now I need someone that is going to go there with me and I need someone that can get underneath and not just stay surface level. And I think that made me definitely a little bit more emotional in relationships. I definitely stay very closed off until I feel super comfortable with someone, which I think is a good thing. Like you don't want to open up, but I do think it pushed people away to be like, do you even fucking like me? Like it's been five months. We haven't had sex like yet. Like I'm putting in the work, I'm taking you on dates and, um, but yeah, I think it's like an evolution of like yeah. cracking yourself down of like, who am I? And then finding out who you're going to be in a relationship. And so no shit, I was fucking going and appeasing the men because I was fucking insecure shit. Of course. I didn't expect to get fulfilled other than like, tell me how I look tonight. Like, oh totally. my God. And then I think you just, as you go more on that journey of just like learning what it is that you want and showing up for yourself in a different way and like being more confident in yourself that then opens the door to like totally different types of relationships and totally different types of people end up coming your way because you're like oh okay I actually don't need this one thing anymore that I was seeking validation for in other people so then if I don't need that one thing then that kind of eliminates an entire category of people of 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 people right so then you're opening yourself up to somebody that's more secure in themselves and that just like allows access to like different conversations and like levels of like depth that you can even access in somebody and then I think that also applies to friendships Mm -hmm. even Mm -hmm. like this idea of you're like I hope everybody likes me at this party you know like I and then you're but then ask yourself and like I and I still do this and I'll check in and be like or if somebody doesn't like me or something, I'm like, do I even fucking like them? Right. Like, do I even like this person? Why am I, do I want to spend my time with this person actually? Yeah. Like, ask yourself that. Like, do I want to hang out? Do do I even like this person? Why do I care so much how I'm perceived? And I feel like it, now it just clicked for me when you were saying that, because it's like, we go back to like what happened to when you're younger, it's all like, be polite, like, especially as young girls, it's like, totally. be polite, like, be a, lady. B- be a lady. And like, how are you treating them? Like, are you being respectful? Are you blah, blah, blah. And it's so much about appeasing other people's needs and being focused on making sure the exterior looks good rather than like, hey, do you even want to go to that person's house for a sleepover? Do you even mm-hmm. like them? Yeah. And I'm like, no, I fucking hate them. They're bullying me, mom. Like, but it's <laughs> yeah. like, you don't, I don't know. It's interesting. It's like a lot of it is focused on others. And I think there's something I feel like I've noticed on social media. A lot of people will be like, someone's um, an egomaniac or they're selfish or they're cocky or they're whatever it is. And it's like, I think we have to like, especially as women, we should embrace that. Like, be cocky, be fucking confident. Like who gives a fuck? Because a lot of us haven't been able to be for so long because it's like, be a lady, be nice. And it's like, no, walk in the room and fucking have confidence. Even if you have to fake it, call her daddy. Yeah. Interested to know, like, are you someone that has ever been in that cycle where like you break up and get back together with someone and you keep kind of going back for a little bit consistently? Tell me about it. How do you break the pattern? What do you do? Help the girls listening. Oh God, girlies. I help me help me help you. (laughs) Like, fuck. It's just, it's really hard to like, it's really hard to let go of people. And I think we, it's like really heartbreaking. Heart, 
I think we just want to avoid hurting so much. And um, the idea of moving on from somebody is like a terrifying thing. And I am still, you know, I've been somebody who just like always like revisit. And I'm, I'm always, I've always been someone that's like, hey, is the door is the door still open? Like just in case, you know, but um, I'm also learning that it's like you have to close doors. You have to close doors to be able to make room for new things in your life and new energy. And those things like are not going to come to you if you are if your energy is being taken up by something that is like been there done that my advice is always like if you go back will anything be different right and if the answer is like no because it's been a fucking month or even no it's been a year and like I know they're still an asshole or we're just not meant they don't even need to be an asshole you may just not be meant to be together I always think it's like if you go back would anything be different? No. Then I actually think you genuinely need to give it like years. Yeah. Two years, one year even like is kind of short, like change as people or it wasn't meant to be, but to like keep doing this back and forth, you're wasting both of your time because nothing's ever going to get actually solved within that short period of time. There was an issue of why you broke up. That's not getting solved within a couple fucking weeks. If it was that deep, obviously. No, because then you're just like getting back together out of this, out of a place of fear. And so if it's like, if you were to just take a step back, right. And it's like, okay, how do you actually, what do you, what do you actually want? You know? And if things do, if I think it's possible, I think it's possible for people to find their way back to each other but I also very much believe in this mindset that like whatever's meant for you will will find you and um you know whatever's not like you'll you'll find what it is that's like right for you and and you'll know when when that happens well I but it's so much easier said than done like I've been such a messy bitch in relationships like I genuinely don't have much room to speak like Like, I have no real I like don't take any of my relationship advice no but I I just write I you know my like first EP was called you were in New York City for me and I wrote that about like this this girl just ruining New York City for me and like fucking my life out like horrible first intense heartbreak and then my second EP was called the second tapes and I quarantined with my ex-girlfriend and I wrote this EP about our on again off again thing and and then she directed all the music videos for it and then like I like I like I am like you're speaking to like an unhinged but I think that sometimes it's good to hear the unhinged because it's relatable of like we don't all have the answers and so if we all come together and hopefully like just tell what's worked for us or what's not working for us everyone can pick and choose what they take from it like it's helpful to hear someone be like yeah help me because I'm fucking going through it someone's gonna listen and be like thank god I'm not the only one that has now gone back 17 fucking times oh, and I can't get it together yeah me and my That's ex have broken up like mo- like more than like eight times yeah and but it like the other thing that I think might be helpful is like you're never going to fully get closure. That's the other thing is like, I was always searching for this, like, it's just not over yet. Like it's, it's, you know, I'll know when I know. And it's like, sometimes you just don't, you're not going to get that like satisfying piece of information that you're just like, oh, it's finally time to close the door and I feel good about it. Like you might not feel good about it. You might not ever feel great about it. Like there's just, it just comes like, you got to tap into this deeper knowing of like, I'm, this is not good for me anymore. This is not good for this person. Like, let's just walk away from this. Even if there's parts of you that are like, but, 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 but like, 
you have to lean on the fact that it's like you 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 know when it's time you know when it's not good for you anymore I fucking love that I really do because it's like there's something about the word closure that I feel like is expected for every relationship like well I'm gonna go back for the the conversation so I need closure you're not gonna get fucking closure you just want to fuck one more time you want to have sex you want to have hate sex right and then you're definitely not gonna get closure and then there's no closure (laughs) everything it's we're legs open now it's worse now it's worse okay it's worse so I appreciate that and then it's like well if you can't get closure you're left so open wounded and it's like that's where working on yourself because like you got to be fucking strong because what happens like you said you go back because we're it's fear it's like it's comfort you don't want to go out and try something new let me just go back it wasn't that bad then you start to make all these excuses to why to go back you don't want to be alone you've been had your texting buddy your fuck buddy they're your person your best friend whatever the fuck they are yeah and now you're about to be alone have to go find a new stranger to absolutely not terrifying not fun Not not fun but it's not what? supposed to be fun though. Exactly. Like it's okay that it's it's okay to sit, sit in this period of discomfort. Yeah. Like we just as humans like cling to famili- familiarity yeah. and like what we know because our brains actually can't even possibly perceive something that we've never experienced before. So it's like I know it feels so icky, but just sit in this period of discomfort because I promise you'll find so many little things about yourself that you're like, oh my God, wait, like you uncover these little bits of magic that are like, you don't get otherwise. And they're so essential for your growth. And yeah, no, it's so true. It's also like, I feel like we've all seen it. I always say like, you always see the friend go through the breakup and they're like, I can't do this. And you're like, yes, you can. And yes, when it's not can. you, you're like, bitch, give it a fucking month and you're going to find someone new. And then they always do. But when, but when it's in you, it, oh, you're oh. drowned. Every minute feels like an hour and a half. You're constantly Awful. checking your phone. Every like every notification. Yes. Stalk, stalking. Seeing what they're doing, stalking. It's, it's not good. But what is the best also thing to keep in mind is like, the faster you get the self-strength to be like, okay, I'm cutting it off. I'm moving on. I'm starting the rest of my life away from this person. The sooner you get to then find the next fucking person that possibly could be your person. Yeah. Cause this ain't your fucking homie. Okay. No. You're not saying with this person, if it's already broken and you're not even like in this long term or you're not married or whatever the fuck your expectations are for a long-term relationship. If it's already fucking like not working, get the fuck out. But don't you find that like when you're in like deep in that situation and somebody tells you or your friends tell you like, you know, like this, you'll, the next person or anytime someone mentions the next person, it gives you this, like that, that was so hard for me to hear. Cause I'd be like deep down, like deep down, I'd be like, no, but I want it to be this person. Like stop talking about that. And yeah. And so it's like, it's also okay to be like, yeah, you know what? I promise you genuinely will find love again and you will be in a new relationship and like, but it's also okay to not go there and not think about that right now. I hate when friends, I completely agree with you. I hate when friends are like, you're going to get over them and like find someone so new and like, it's going to be amazing. And it's like, shut the fuck, fuck up. up. Cause then you think about, th- then you think about yes. them getting over you yes. and it's like, God forbid. Spiral, spiral, <laughs> spiral. Like you don't want to think about it. And there's the comfort still, even if you fucking hate them at that point, you're like, but I don't want to fully find someone new. You're not ready. It's like, yeah. no, no, no. As a friend, just be like, it's time for you to move on. We got this. Let's yeah. have a lot of nights together as friends like yeah. don't put pressure on the next thing because we all fucking know the next thing comes when you're not looking for it as all they write in books but then it's actually fucking true yeah. okay and so everyone just, like, just focus focus on you for a little bit and just like take it to this moment take yeah. it to this day like what little bit of pleasure can you find in this day like go fucking pick up your favorite tub of ice cream go just like go watch a movie with your best friend like call your friend like you, you don't need to 
and you also don't need to like figure this out today. You don't need to heal today. You don't need to be like, you know, like a bad bitch by tomorrow and be like, I'm over everything and everyone and nothing bothers me. It's like, no, we just let's, let's take it back to this moment and just like, it's okay to move slow. I love the move slow. And also again, back to social media, you're going to see people then being in like these happy relationships. No, they aren't usually. (laughs) Or if they are, that person probably wasn't a couple months ago. Maybe they didn't have that person or a year ago. Like they have their moments. We all have our moments. Just focus on yourself. Have you ever been cheated on? Yes, I have been cheated on. How did you find out? Um, I, I point blank asked the so the story that I was telling you about with the girl in New York in New York that ruined New York for you that you ruined New York City I well, I asked some I asked the boy and I was like did you guys fuck and he was like yes she said that you guys weren't together anymore it's a really hard thing what I find is like in relationships is like what's my anxiety and what's my intuition mm-hmm. of um knowing you know I'm like having a feeling if something's going on or what is anxious and like what's looking for a problem um and so yeah it was in that setting it was very I just had some deep intuition that was like there's some shady shit going on you can't have New York City still ruined for you is it ruined for you it's been unruined for me I've gone back and I've had new experiences with new people yeah and like that's what I've learned that's been like part of the growth process is like never give somebody the power to like ruin a space or something for you because that whole concept was like you know somebody there's like certain tv shows you can't watch foods you can't eat smells like everything kind of triggers a memory and that whole city did for me for a long time and so I just I'm like you know what I'm not going to give somebody the power to take an entire city away from me I think that's so relatable because I definitely have had people write and I've experienced it before where like the city of Boston was ruined for me by a guy for a while. I'm like, how the fuck is this city ruined? But then you have to be gracious with yourself. Like, okay, wait, there's really, really hard memories that were left there that they kind of either owned that space almost and you had to flee like how relatable is it when you lose all the friend group almost because that mm, relationship was all yeah, their friends yes, or that's what happened they me. brought you to all these places and now you're not going to go show up at those fucking places or the restaurants or whatever the fuck the bars and so I think it's actually really normal to like grieve the loss yeah. of actual like places and things and, people. and movies and like you said literally foods and scents yeah but then eventually one day you're gonna wake up and be like oh, I don't actually care as much anymore because I've had time pass and I've done things that have made me kind of disconnect from associating those things with that person. Yes. Yeah, literally. It's just time. And even just finding like solace in the situation you know it's like I actually I genuinely as as messy as that sort of was like Mm. I don't hold any resentment like or any hard feelings because it's just like life is like just too short to just hold on to that energy in any way and I just I'm like you know we were like kids and we didn't we were just everybody's doing the best with what they have at the time and not to like excuse cheating or anything by any means but it's like I don't know I just am I hope she's well yeah (laughs) <laughs> shout out um shout have you ever love. cheated um I've never cheated on anybody that's great no I've never cheated on anybody I've attempted to navigate like open relationship dynamics okay. and I think that's like kind of complicated territory have they ever been successful um no 
they haven't been successful uh, in the sense that it was, I've tried it, I've attempted it once. And then I've not been in like a committed monogamous relationship since my last relationship. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, I'm just, I'm like very much in the space right now where it's like, I am my own primary partner and like, that's my priority. But also I think there's always such like a rigid idea of like what dating is. And it's just, you know, it's like me and this one person forever. And it's like, I think that works for some people. Um, but I think I'm very much in this like phase of my life of like exploring what it means to me to have connection and like dynamics and like relationships, um, in a way that's also like, I'm prioritizing myself and it's like, Mm -hmm. I'm, you know, I'm dating, I'm dating me. Like this is who, this is, this is the, this is the main character energy that we're giving. But no, I've never cheated on anybody. I've had a lot of people write into me and, um, it's kind of what you're saying of like, there are so many people that struggle with, am I with the right person? I love them so much, but I've only had two partners in my life and I love them so much, but like, I think I may want to explore a little bit more. And I can't imagine the, well, I can't imagine the feeling I've had it before of like, oh my God, I know I actually love this person. It's not because I'm like even wavering like I do, but is this a person for the rest of my life? Like, I don't know if I'm done yet. And so I think people panic and I feel like my advice to that is first working through it with yourself a little and then you actually have to bring it up to your partner because what the fuck are you going to do? Well, I'm too scared to end it and and so I'm just going to stay. And then for the rest of your life, you're like, I wonder what it would have been like like what the fuck we're alive once like you gotta do what you want to fucking do don't just stay with someone because you're scared I get it's hard but I always feel like if it's meant to be like maybe you do have to find a way to either maybe it's not an open relationship maybe you pause the relationship and you go date and then you find your way back but you'll be resentful of that person if you don't articulate your feelings of your wants and your needs and even if they're like Uh, I'm down with you and I literally don't want that at all then you have to make a personal decision for yourself yeah but at least you're getting some clarity on the situation and that can like help inform you you know even just being able to speak about it with somebody I think Mm -hmm. it's like a really and we shame ourselves for having those feelings because it's terrifying you know the idea of being like is it just me and this one person for the rest of my life like I have so many friends and people in my life that are in like long-term relationships who are really deeply in love and like are a good match with the person that they're with. And even that they're having these thoughts of being like, fuck, is it like, is this it? It's scary. And it's really scary. And it's like so normal and Mm -hmm. so fine to be like questioning it. I think we should be questioning everything in our lives at all times. Like it's not just because you are one way today doesn't mean that you're going to be that way tomorrow or a week from now or like a month from now. Like, I agree with that and it just made me also think because I'm like wait guys I have to take that back it's not always you have to leave the relationship sometimes I think if you're in a long-term relationship sometimes you just like lose yourself a little bit in the dynamic of being in a couple relationship that you're obsessed with and you love it but you got to be like hold on why do I actually want to go explore do I really want to go have sex with people do I really want to go interact with people and then if you're like I don't think so then what is it you have lost your alone time you've lost your, your passions you've exactly yes. so it's like reignite that and focus on that because sometimes it's like you actually don't want to go explore it's yeah. more of have independence yeah totally. so it's like you don't have to like blow up what you the, exactly. the, your whole situation in your life to feel different feelings it's like 
express what it is that you are Mm -hmm. craving more of in your life and talk about that with your partner versus just sitting on these feelings and then they sort of fester and then that's how people end up cheating on somebody they're just like because they just feel so out of control in their life where it's just like I just need to have control of something right and then it's like weird decisions get made yeah and I think it's just a matter of like how do you open up to somebody and you know and just like actually access like those parts of you that that you hide that we hide so much of growing up what was something you felt you had to hide or you struggled with alone hmm um I grew up in a very small conservative town um and I knew from a really young age that I was queer and that um I liked girls and I didn't and it was something that I kept really 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 hidden and I didn't know how to talk about it and I didn't talk to anyone about it um and then I also really struggled struggled with mental health as well I had like pretty severe obsessive compulsive disorder and intrusive thoughts and it was really terrifying and my I love my family so much but it 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 wasn't something that was discussed like mental health wasn't talked about and I felt really crazy and I felt really alone and really by myself and it wasn't until I uh, went to college that I was able to explore my sexuality and also you know I I was a mental health studies minor um at NYU in college and just simply because I was like I want to understand my brain better I want to understand what's happening and be able to like put words and context to these things that I'm feeling because I don't know where else to go and I didn't know how to ask for help and then I remember like getting a copy of the DSM for you know which is like a a, a book that is all the it's like the bible the for bible for mental health, mental health. Yeah. and I remember reading about OCD and I was like oh my god like I just had so many light bulbs I'm like there's a word for this there's a word for all these like weird little behavioral things that I've been doing and these obsessions and these like thought loop patterns and I'm like oh I can like there's a word for this and then I was like sought out a therapist and um but my journey with mental health and discovering sexuality were both like really closely intertwined with one another and two kind of coexisting things that um were really hard you know growing up how long did you keep it completely to yourself I didn't tell so I was like growing up I was like in love with my best friend and um from when I was like 12 years old and it was this really funny thing and I didn't know I didn't realize that's what it was I just had this like obsession with my best friend and I'm like do I want to be her do I want to like and I just always wanted to be close to her and I wanted to like hold her hand or just like just be really close I was like obsessed with my best friend and so I was like it was this fine line of being like oh do I just really value my like female friendships or do I have like crushes on my friends um and you know it was a combination of the two for sure and um I just I you know I just remember and like we would like we would kiss each other and like we would have boyfriends and I would be like and we would be like let's just practice you know for boys for the boys and I just would that would happen and I'd be like but should we let's keep practicing <laughs> let's like, practice I I again one more session yeah, like, just what, to make sure <laughs> tomorrow after math should we that. practice again um and so you know the it was never something that was like verbally even discussed though and it wasn't until um yeah until like later in my life like when I was like 19 
did I was I able to even form words about being like I think I like girls um but I remember I remember my mom driving me to middle school one day and Katy Perry's I kissed a girl came on the radio and I just like had such a visceral reaction my mom gasped at the lyrics (laughs) and I was like fuck I was like I was like I think I was like why do I love this so much I was like I think I think I want to kiss girls um and then I did and it's really fun (laughs) were were your parents like supportive um I it was uh no not at first um I'm really fortunate in the sense that my parents have made like such a 180 in terms of their um support and acceptance and understanding and you know I've like quite literally made a career out of like signing boobs and singing about kissing girls and like and my relationships um but no, it didn't, it didn't start that way. It was uh, really, it was really difficult for a really long time. I also grew up Catholic um, and going to church and that was like a really big part of my upbringing. And so I think there was just a lot of uh, unlearning on both their part and my part of just, I'm like, okay, how do I find my identity within, you know, like a system or something that has told me I was wrong for such a long time? Um, and so it wasn't, it wasn't that way at first. And so it's, that's just a testament though, that it's like, sometimes it takes people time. And, you know, my mom has now since like, since said things to me that she's like, you've taught me what it means to be a human being and like what it means to really love and that that's so boundless. And, um, yeah, it was, it's like to that, that exists and that can happen from people who just seem like they're so not accepting or not tolerant of like anything. Um, I think that's like very unfortunately relatable that people like we hope one day and like again nothing to your parents it's just almost like what they've learned and then the generation before has learned and it's like we're hoping to break that but I I think a lot of people can relate to being like I don't even know how to tell my parents I know they're not going to be accepting but like in that moment when they weren't how did you get through that like what did you do I just I think there is such a thing as like chosen family and connecting and finding people that do see you and and will hold you in that space um and that can be difficult too because if you're if you're not in a situation where it's like safe to share like parts of yourself like that um just even holding on to this like deep inner knowing that like you are so perfect the way that you are and even if you are not even if your external world isn't reflective of that in this moment like there is a time and place that it will be and just like hold on to that hope that it's like this is going to be okay and I knew it was I'm like there's just no way that there's going to be this wall between me and these people that I love so deeply forever like and It's also understanding that it's like people and how you were talking about like older generations. It's like people, our parents deal with so much like their traumas and their and their parents traumas. And, you know, people are doing the best with like what they have at the time. And it's like we have to allow that room for for growth. Yeah, I think that's such a it's like I feel like that's been so on my mind lately because I recently released this Roe v. Wade episode and there was a woman that I remember meeting that was on like the crew that I was working with and she was so upset during one of the interviews and I was talking to her afterwards and I was like, why are you so upset? She was like, I grew up super, super conservative. My parents are super Christian and it was 
only until I got to college and got to experience life outside of what my parents had taught me, which they were taught by their parents, um, that I realized, oh my God, I don't believe the same things as my parents and that's okay. But it makes me upset. She was like, because I believed that abortion was sin and I was going to die, blah, blah, blah. And then like talked about personal experiences that she, it's just like so interesting that like there's so many things that are interconnected of we learn things at a young age and that doesn't mean they're right. And then hopefully everyone can catch up of whatever you decide to do is your decision. And we don't have to just go based off of what our parents told us when we're younger. Cause like, totally. what the fuck do they know half the time? Totally. You know what I mean? But I appreciate you saying like, you also have to give it time sometimes when they have been like trained to believe one thing. And the fact that it, I mean, you're so fortunate. Your mom came to be like, love you yeah now my mom's out here like cheering me on as I'm like signing Signing at concerts she's just like so stoked about it this episode is brought to you by Shopify some things work so well it's basically magic. Like my favorite highlighters that I'm like, wow, how did you all of a sudden make me look glowing? And you know what else really works, Daddy Gang? Shopify. It is a global commerce platform that helps you sell. I've seen a big difference in my online merch sales. They are especially good at turning browsers into buyers. I can see someone that's been on the site but didn't check out or someone that checked out and then is revisiting the site. Like if you want to grow your business, Daddy Gang, sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash unwell, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash unwell. Do you stress out about your content that it's so about your life and how does it affect your relationships? And are people like, oh my God, I'm freaked out to date you because you're going to write songs about me. Like how does that mentally, how does that go in your head? To be an artist that has like made a conscious choice to talk so openly about my life and like I'm sure you connect with this in a lot of ways too is like a really weird thing because you're opening yourself up to so much like scrutiny to opinions to you know opinions about people like questioning the way that you live your life or like what you talk about or and it's a weird thing too and something that I've learned to hold back on in a sense is like I won't speak about something now if I'm not ready to Mm. yet if it's something that I'm still kind of processing I think I've had this thing in the past of being like this just happened let me talk about I have an interview in 10 minutes with gay times let's I just got off the phone with my ex I'm gonna fucking word vomit and then it's like in print forever I relate to Chaos. that so much. It's and like, I've done it. Pause. Yeah, and I'm, I've, I've gone on an interview like full tears crying. And they're like, girl, are you good? And I'm like, not really. <laughs> I just song. talked to my ex five minutes ago. And like, so messy. Yeah, messy. messy. But honest, great content. <laughs> messy, but great content. Right. And so it's like, where do you draw this line between? Because my personal life fully has, it's caused like a lot of, um, even with this like last bit of music that I've been putting out in this album, it's like very personal about like what it's about. And it's about like specific things and relationships and people. And there's like real, there's like a real person on the other side of that. And so it becomes this really difficult thing of like, how do I 
honor myself and my process and my feelings and my life I'm a songwriter I fucking write about my life like I draw direct inspiration from I have nothing else what else do I know right I'm not going to talk about my neighbor who she's (laughs) fucking every week nope which she's always having people over I'm like girl how you get so much action can I come over I'm like can I get involved I'm like what are you doing that I'm not that's your next song it's like yeah about my neighbor (laughs) has the best life no I'm getting I've been getting so much song I don't know if you see my brain working over here but there's been a couple things that you've said that I'm like song 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 so well, you you're have gonna to fucking get, let me know if you'd make so one because I would get, love to know. No, or I guess I'm gonna, know. No, I'm going to give you publishing. Oh, no. Because it obviously came from this conversation. No, no, no. I would literally just want to play it and listen to it and be like, oh my God, we did talk about that. We did. It, that is, no, I appreciate the honest conversation that we're having today because it's refreshing to just go there and not be embarrassed to be like, I don't have all the answers. Mm-hmm. I don't know what the fuck I'm doing. This is some of my insight from my successes and my fuck ups and yeah. like take it or leave it. Totally. And I think that's refreshing. Cause sometimes on the internet, it's like step one, this is what you're going to do to get yeah. over a breakup. And it's like, shut the fuck up. No, that's not going to work for me. So I appreciate it. Your tour starts next week. Mm-hmm. What is the behind the scenes? Like what is your work party life balance? What is happening? Are you raging? Are you not? Are you keeping it together? It's so funny that you asked that. I'm like currently, trying to I feel like one of my life lessons that I'm coming into right now is finding this work-life balance because there's so much when you step on a stage every night and you're performing to like a few thousand people it's um, it's so much energy that's like being projected at you and thrown your way and it's such a high and so you get off stage and you're just like shots like we gotta like gotta celebrate we gotta like there's you have to like expel that in some capacity and um I also, I'm from Jersey. Like I like, you know, I love, I like, I love to party. Like I love my tequila. I love going out and like, it's such like a social thing for me. Um, but it's also, I'm also at this phase of my life where like being really hungover gives me so much like anxiety and the hangovers are just not cute anymore. It's like, I, I don't know how it happens, but you're just suddenly like, you're miserable, you're miserable. And so And I've been, I'm about, this is my fourth tour of the year that I'm going on. So I am just like, I think we just, I'm going to try to have a sober tour. That sounds so boring and it's definitely not going to (laughs) happen. And I've, and I've been not drinking for one week and I went out last night and it was so interesting to be a sober person amongst like drunk friends. How did it go? It was actually like, I felt like it was like a human experiment. Like I was just like (laughs) watching like weird little like interactions take place and just, I'm like, oh, this is so funny to be on the other side of it, you know? Cause I'm usually like. The is one it being like, like, do you think we're embarrassing when we're drunk? Because when you're sober, you like, this is so stupid. Well, it's, not, we, it's not like you guys. Like, I'm a, I'm like hammered, like, two. You know right, what right, I mean? Right, but right. I just, it was funny just being on the flip side of it last night where I'm just like, oh my God, people are so funny. And how just like inhibitions are sort of, people are just expressing different truths and things totally. that they would never say sober. And I just, I'm like, wow, whoa. Did you have a good time though? actually really did have a good time like I never thought that it would be possible to go out and and have a good time sober and then it was kind of like a weird challenge because I have like a lot of like social anxiety and I get really nervous really easily and like different I get overwhelmed by stuff um and I had a good time I appreciate you saying that because I remember when I was younger I would always say to my mom like well, like, why can't you guys just buy the alcohol so at least you know that, like, I'm not getting it from a creep? Like, that's, like, the stupidest also, like, thing to do to your parents. Like, Dad, just buy me the handle instead of the creep. And, like, but my mom would always be like, you don't need to drink to party. And I was like, yeah, I do. Yeah, you do. Then I, there's been moments, whether it was, like, sports or whatever, you go and you're sober. And it's like, oh, like, 
okay, if you're good with yourself, like I totally get it. Anxiety can make you be like, I need to have a little something in order to like be chill. But I do think it is a pretty good test to try to see like, can you go out and try to be sober? Yeah. Um, because not relying on substances is a positive thing sometimes, right? Totally. And I think it's a challenge of like presence too. I think mm-hmm. there's so much in our culture and society and there's such, you know, like like an insatiable appetite for like constant stimulus and um, to try to fight against that and be like, how can I show up with more presence in my life is something that I'm like working on right now. And, um, and so last night was just like, a, I'm very, you know, I'm like new in this journey of it, but it's been like an intention that I right. want, like leading with intention in my life. Like, okay, I'm going to go and show up sober to this vibe and like see what kind of happens I still love tequila like nobody get me wrong like I'm gonna be drinking in like seven like you're like in, I like, want to be week. so clear if you guys see me on tour and I did say it was gonna be a sober tour <laughs> but like, if I, I am drinking yeah. fuck off you didn't see me drinking yeah like <laughs> if I am drinking this conversation truly never happened <laughs> no I appreciate that and I think that like a lot of people can relate to that when like I've had people write in and be like, what do I do? I feel like a fucking loser that I'm not drinking for whatever reason. Like, it, no, you don't also never need to explain yourself. I yeah, like, there's so yes. many people that are like, what am I saying? And just say like, I'm not drinking, like leave it the fuck alone. And I feel like most people get the social cue to like not push it. But yeah. I feel like there's something with confidence to own, like whatever yeah. you're doing in a social setting, if you have confidence and you're okay with it then who gives a fuck? But I get it. There's the social pressure of like, why aren't you drinking? Totally. And everyone last night, they're like, come on, like, do you want to take shots? And I just, I noticed, I'm like, if you show up, I'm like, okay, where I walked out of the door, I'm like, I don't want to drink tonight. Like, I know that I don't want to drink tonight. So if you show up with a boundary, right? Mm -hmm. And then you break it, it's like, you're kind of not really honoring yourself. And sometimes that happens. But I was like, I want to show up for myself tonight, you know? And just like, I just show up with a boundary and honor that. And yeah, and I just was like, no, I'm not. No, I love that for and you because how many again. times have we not honored that? And you're like, I'm so not all drinking the t- tonight. And then you show up and the first person the to first ask person you is like drink shot, and you're like, mm-hmm. <laughs> Give it to me. It's like a shot. It's not even a I'll drink. actually <laughs> take 10. Thank you so much. I'm so thirsty. I cannot thank you enough. I know the daddy gang is going to be obsessed with you. You were so authentic, real, open. Like, I think we went everywhere. We did. And I really feel like it kind of embodied your music and my podcast in one episode. Yeah, which we just had a weird really baby. Fun. We just had sex okay, and had a baby. Had a we gave birth. <laughs> and this is it, daddy gang. But it feels, <laughs> it feels right for that yeah. to be on Call Her Daddy. That is a perfect collab. Perfect Fletcher, collab. thank you so much for coming on. This was a blast. Thanks for having me. This episode is brought to you by DoorDash. Want $0 delivery fees? Try DashPass by DoorDash. Daddy gang, I love being home. I love to be cozy, comfortable, laying on the couch. I can't tell you how many times I need something, but I am too lazy to get up and get out of the house. And sometimes I need food or groceries, you name it. Dash Pass gets it delivered right to my door and yours too. It is only $9.99 a month. So I think it's a really good deal, Daddy Gang. So get $0 delivery fees on eligible orders with Dash Pass and new members get a 30-day free trial. Terms apply. Sign up today.